RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Bill Robertson. The top stories, the Security Secretary says only high-level mainland authorities will be able to request an extradition from Hong Kong. The European Union warned that a no-deal Brexit by the United Kingdom is now the likeliest outcome. And the Canadian Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, is under new pressure following allegations made by his former Justice Minister. The Security Secretary John Lee says only high-level mainland authorities, such as the Ministry of Public Security and the Ministry of Justice, will be able to request an extradition from Hong Kong should the government's controversial new extradition plan go ahead. The government plans to allow extradition to jurisdictions which it does not have an agreement with, including the mainland. The move has been criticised by rights groups, chambers of commerce and many pro-business legislators who have doubts about the rule of law on the mainland and the arbitrary way in which the process might be applied to business. Speaking after a radio programme, Mr Lee also said he believed the press would be one of the checks and balances in any future extradition case. I have communicated with my counterparts in the mainland. The initial response that was given to me has been that they were centralised to ensure that the cases that are dealt with are cases that is worth the consideration of both places. For any surrender under this case-by-case arrangement, it will be done fully under the spotlight. I'm sure you'll be reporting it almost completely. I'm sure everybody will begin to understand more of how the law is going to apply. You will see how strictly all these provisions and safeguards will be enforced. The government has since removed nine white-collar crimes from its original extradition plan. Mr Lee says the government will continue to explain to the business sector that he doesn't think law-abiding businessmen and women need to worry. A lot of countries have been asking mainland China to open up to more businesses from overseas. They want to do more business in the mainland. And I would strongly believe that overseas businessmen who run their business in Hong Kong or in the mainland are law-complying businessmen. So to create an environment which will be free of organised crime should be productive to business. The European Union has warned that a no-deal Brexit by the United Kingdom is now the likeliest outcome after MPs again rejected the withdrawal agreement negotiated by the British Prime Minister Theresa May. The new Brexit deadline is now two weeks away. BBC's Katja Adler reports. Europe is on the defensive. Of course, you know, in theory, all Brexit options are still on the table and hope hasn't died here of a negotiated Brexit deal. But uh, there is increasing fear of a no-deal Brexit because there's very little trust in the Prime Minister and Parliament to pull off a negotiated deal. We heard warnings of a no-deal today from Emmanuel Macron and other EU leaders. In London, Mrs May said the latest defeat for her plan, the third defeat, made a longer Brexit delay almost inevitable. She said the vote in the House of Commons had grave implications. The BBC's Rob Watson looks at what might happen next. The options are a no-deal Brexit. Well, we know Parliament is against that. We also know there's a possibility of a very long extension to the Brexit process, with Britain essentially saying to the EU, we're hopelessly lost, probably not put it in those words, can we have more time? They could also revoke Article 50, in other words, to stop Brexit. That would be very, very difficult. There could be a, a general election. The government could collapse. And then something else to look out for more immediately on Monday is that MPs will be voting again to see if they can find an alternative to Theresa May's plan. But I think that the big takeaway from this is that on Brexit Day itself, Brexit is more uncertain than ever.
The Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau is under new pressure over allegations by his former Justice Minister Jody Wilson-Raybould that government officials tried to persuade her to shield a Canadian company from prosecution in a corruption case. Mr Trudeau denies any wrongdoing. The BBC's Roger Walker reports. Jody Wilson-Raybould has released more than 40 pages of documents to support her accusations. She's also published a recording of what she calls an inappropriate phone conversation with a senior civil servant. The company, SNC-Lavalin, has been accused of paying bribes to win contracts in Libya. Ms Wilson-Raybould says she was told that Mr Trudeau would prefer the firm to be fined rather than face trial because he feared a conviction might cost thousands of workers their jobs. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. The US Attorney General, William Barr, has told Congress that he will release by mid-April a redacted copy of the report by the special counsel, Robert Mueller, into Russian interference in the 2016 election. Here's the BBC's Gary O'Donoghue. Ever since William Barr published a four-page letter last weekend, briefly setting out Robert Mueller's conclusions, there's been a clamour from Democrats for the whole report to be made public. Now the Attorney-General says that will happen in the next couple of weeks, though parts of the almost 400-page document will be withheld. Mr Barr has also agreed to appear before two congressional committees at the beginning of May. The Republican-controlled House of Representatives in the U.S. state of Georgia has approved a bill that will ban abortions once a doctor is able to detect a heartbeat. The bill has already been approved in the state Senate. Here's the BBC's Chris Buckler. Currently, an abortion is allowed in Georgia, up to 20 weeks into a woman's pregnancy. But the new legislation would reduce that significantly. Generally, a heartbeat can be detected after around six weeks, although the time varies. Georgia's Republican Governor Brian Kemp is expected to sign the bill into law. It's similar to measures passed in a number of other states in the US. However, judges in Kentucky and Iowa blocked legislation there earlier this month. And pro-choice campaigners are already planning a legal challenge. A Brazilian judge has barred the government of the right-wing President Jair Bolsonaro from commemorating the 55th anniversary of the coup that began more than 20 years of military rule. The initiative had sparked widespread opposition from politicians, human rights activists and historians. And back to local news, the chairman of the Council on Smoking and Health, Antonio Kwong, says he believes online purchase of e-cigarettes will not be that great a problem under a proposed law that bans the import and sale of these products. This has sparked concerns that people may buy them online and then ship them to Hong Kong. Here's Mr Kwong. Under the um, current proposal, the import of um, these products will be banned, So, which means if you actually import it through uh, like a postal orders or whatever, then you're not supposed to do that. So I think it's a matter of enforcement. I think it's just a matter of stepping up enforcement to combat the illicit trade. Sport and football now, and with a preview of this weekend's English Premier League action, here's the BBC's John Bennett. The Premier League is back after the international break and it's now the home straight for what should be a dramatic title race. Liverpool have a two-point lead at the top, but Manchester City have a game in hand and they also have a much easier game this weekend. While Liverpool welcome third-place Tottenham to Anfield on Sunday, City are away to Fulham, who have lost 11 of their last 12 games. Sadio Mane could be the player Liverpool are relying on to be their match winner. He scored for Senegal in their friendly against Mali, 
making it 12 goals in his last 13 games for club and country. Their opponent's Spurs have been struggling with three defeats in their last four games. In fact, they haven't won in the Premier League since early February. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer takes charge of his first match as permanent Manchester United manager when they face Watford at home. And in the relegation battle, Cardiff City are two points away from safety. They take on Chelsea. Burnley are just above the relegation zone. They have a tough home game against in-form Wolves. Meanwhile, Southampton take on another team fearing the drop. That's Brighton. Whoever loses that one could be in serious trouble. Those are some of the games to look forward to this weekend. This is John Bennett at BBC Global Sport. Con Kakaf have re-elected President Victor Montigliani unopposed at their Congress. He took the role in 2016, repairing the organisation's tainted reputation after Jack Warner and Chuck Blazer. Secretary-General Felipe Molio says corruption is no longer a problem for the Confederation of North, Central American and Caribbean football. It's eradicated in the region because we've seen uh, uh, an investigation that really swept uh, through the entire system. On our end, We've made sure to put in the right governance uh, structures, the right administrative uh, powers to ensure that uh, we're being governed with transparency and that we have the right people in place making the right decisions and with the right oversight and controls. You can no longer be in the sport if you want to behave uh, that nature. And to end the news, the top stories once again. The Security Secretary says only high-level mainland authorities will be able to request an extradition from Hong Kong. The European Union warns that a no-deal Brexit by the United Kingdom is now the likeliest outcome. And the Canadian Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, is under new pressure following allegations made by his former Justice Minister. And that's the news from RTHK. Five six seven AM Radio Three. And welcome to this week's edition of World Vibes with myself, Pierre Tremblay, with you till three PM. This week we have two musical themes on offer. First, our new featured album from French reggae icons Brain Damage. Their album recorded in Colombia Latino style. And in between, we play a new selection of hot new tracks from a lot of places on the planet. As always, Giovanotti says it so well in Italian. We're still the belly button of the world. And we start off with the first track of our featured album from Brain Damage. The track is called Ya No Mas, Spanish for No More Already which came out at the end of last year, and the tracks are still being played as we speak. That has a bit of a story. The band uh, Brain Damage, led by Martin Nathan from Lyon in the center of France, had been going to Colombia since 2016, uh, invited to the Telerama Dub Festival in Bogota, and he met up with a few local reggae bands, of which uh, Gatos Negros, specifically the Black Cats, as that translates, uh, of which uh, lead singer and uh, songwriter Maki Ruff and La Gaitana. Then they met up with a few other people and the idea for the album came out and they recorded it there in Bogota and in Lyon, where they remixed it there. It's uh, quite an, a foray for reggae to go Latino in Cumbia, capital, Bogota of South America in Colombia. So let's have a listen to our first track. It's quite a short one, but it gives a taste. It's simply called Sin Violencia without violence. <laughs> 